0: Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose.
1: This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake
2: yo goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience, but look like it just came out of the basement.
1: TMA with Nick Hamilton. You
3: know what I'm saying? Thank you because now! <laughs> Now we bring
1: out our buddy Nick Hamilton. Welcome to another edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. A lot to talk about on this episode, so we're definitely going to delve right in. The All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend, what should happen to the dunk contest moving forward. Also, we'll get into Brian Flores and his new adventures in the NFL, as well as Jawan Howard, given that Black History Month slap. Was it warranted? What should be the consequences? Also, we'll get into the moments brunch. The game has some quarrels about the Super Bowl halftime show, and we'll get into the constant discrimination of Black-owned media. By certain entities all that and more here OTMA with Nick Hamilton now what I need you to do for me is go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton and on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213 you can also catch me at nightcastmedia.com your gateway to sports pop culture entertainment tech and community all rolled into one that's nightcastmedia.com now the all-star game now I'm sorry I have not been a fan of this whole team lebron versus team whoever format i know it's been it's been several years since it's 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 changed but i just haven't really been a fan of it i like the traditional east west format i like people that play in the eastern conference the best in the east versus the best in the west and i understand why they had to change it because the west was kicking the east ass pretty much every year so i understand why it, it changed, the formats had to change because you had to shake up the players. Certain players from the East and West had to be on various teams. And Team LeBron has dominated pretty much since this new format has come about. And Sunday was no different. LeBron James showed out. Not only did he hit the game-winning bucket in, in his hometown of Cleveland, but he also put the LA Lakers on notice as well because the reports have surfaced that LeBron James and Clutch Sports, meaning Rich Paul, have not been had what can I say? Have not been excited or happy about the moves that Rob Polinka have made or lack of because I do believe they wanted John Wall, who is also a Clutch client, and they wanted to trade for Russell Westbrook for John Wall in a first round pick. Now, many laker fans are saying, hey, we're glad that Rob Lincoln stayed pat. He didn't trade that 2027 first round pick because Lord knows what's going to happen in 2027. We all know we got to hold on to that 2027 pick because somebody's coming down the pike that's going to save us. Um, that's what a lot of Lakers fans feel. First of all, I think it's stupid as hell because you don't know what's going to happen in 2027. You don't know who's going to be available. You don't know what's going to happen. And to hold on to a pick Now, I wouldn't necessarily want to trade that for John Wall because John Wall has played a collective amount of games pretty much in the last two years that have not valued two years worth of work. So I don't blame the Lakers for passing on John Wall, but this is what happens when you allow a superstar to run your organization. And that's exactly what has happened with LeBron James. You have let him and his people run the organization and so now they can't run the organization the way they think it should be ran now it's a problem it wasn't a problem before when they when they begged and pleaded for westbrook to show up wasn't a problem then and they wanted westbrook and people told them look man you need to go get maybe demar DeRozan, go get buddy hill go get you some shooters maybe hold on to alex caruso look at look at what thc has turned into He's had an up and down season. He wasn't the THC that we've been accustomed to. Look at all the variables that have transpired since LeBron James has taken over. Yes, you got a championship and it just so happened to be in the bubble. But a championship is a championship nonetheless. But look what transpired after the championship. Look at Anthony Davis. Got a big time contract. Still has not lived up to his contract. The man stays hurt. He's been hurt, what, twice now this season with significant injuries, which are very unfortunate. I'm not here to make fun of that, but I'm here to I- illustrate and point out the fact that this is what happens when you allow a superstar to run your franchise. And now Rob Polinka, who actually stood his ground on something, is now catching backlash, according to the reports. And so LeBron James made sure that, hey, you know what, Cleveland's looking mighty nice right about now. They played some good basketball, maybe... You add me into the ingredients, you know, the East could be back into a more competitive aspect. And he also said that wherever Bronny goes, that's where he wants to go because he, he at least wants to play a year with Bronny when Bronny comes into the league. Kind of a Ken Griffey Sr., Ken Griffey Jr. moment, as it were. Now, I don't know if, Le- if LeBron can last that long because we've seen a little nagging injuries over the course of the last couple of years that have really taken LeBron down. I don't know if he's going to last that long because Brownie has what, at least what, three more years before he can enter the league? If I'm not mistaken, don't know if LeBron can hobble and last that long up and down 94 feet to play with his son. I think it's a great dream. I think it's a great aspect to have and a great goal to have. But is it realistic? I don't think so. I think LeBron is 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 just trying to set himself up for his next team because I don't believe he'll finish his career out with the Lakers. I do believe he will potentially finish his career either with the Cleveland Cavaliers or whatever team drafts Bronny moving forward. That will be the team that he finishes his career with. Do I do I think ultimately he'll finish his career with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Sure. He'll go back and sign a one day contract and that way he'll retire as a Cavalier. The team that drafted him, his hometown team, the kid from Akron as he as he likes to describe himself as. But I tell you what. Steph Curry put the league on notice too. Steph Curry lets you know, oh, he's back, he's feeling good, and he's back. And I think now the Golden State Warriors are in a prime position to make that push. Even though Steph Curry dropped 50 points in All Star game, he was the Kobe Bryant Award winning MVP. I do think, uh, and also he set a three point, he set a three point uh, All Star game record. I mean, he was knocking them down. It was like he was a video game. This. Steph Curry was unfair. Steph Curry was a cheat code in that all star game. This dude was turning around, knocking him down. I mean, you thought he played for the Harlem Globetrotters, some of them circus shots he was doing. And it was fun to watch. It was absolutely fun to watch. Um, and I enjoyed Steph Curry. And, and now we, and unfortunately, we got the report. That Chris Paul, because he has a, a, a injured thumb, he's going to be out for the next six to eight weeks, which is really going to put a damper on the Red Hot Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference. And that gives ample opportunity for the Golden State Warriors to actually make that push now as the number one seed if they can continue to, to get healthy and stay healthy and move forward. Also, too, Draymond Green is going to be reevaluated and he could possibly uh, be playing in the latter part of the second half of the season. For the remaining games of the season, I should say, uh, which will help the Golden State Warriors tremendously into the playoff picture as they move forward. And I like I said before, I think the Golden State Warriors are gonna win it all. I really do. I think this team has come together, they found their way, and if they can stay healthy in the playoff picture to represent the West, the East is gonna have their hands full. Whoever the Eastern Eastern Conference team may be, whether it be the Sixers, whether it be the Bucks whether it be the, the Brooklyn Nets, wherever it may be that's coming out of the East, it's going to have their hands full. The funniest part, and this is the thing, I got to bring my man, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, into the picture. Producer extraordinaire. Welcome back, sir. It's good to be back,
3: sir. Good to be back. Good to be back.
1: The funniest thing about the All-Star game, one oh, of the funniest things about uh, the All-Star game, <laughs> which, is a, which is absolutely hilarious to me, Did you watch, okay, when they were doing the 75, that the NBA 75, and they had everybody lined up. Yep. And KG Uh and Paul Pierce, and Paul (laughs) Pierce had that little slow clap like, yeah, Yeah. he really didn't want to be around certain people. And KG just looked like, yeah, whatever. Why are you still mad at Ray Allen? Who, by the way, LeBron dapped up
3: Ray Allen right Right in front of him. That was comical. And KG just looked like he wanted to open-hand slap him right there. <laughs> Wait, how are you still
1: mad? How are you still mad that this man went to the Miami Heat and became a part of the Heatles at that point? And, yes, he did knock down the game-winning shot, but it, but LeBron still played like LeBron would play right. in any other game, and it was a significant contribution by LeBron James. And, yes, it set up Ray Allen to knock down the game-winning three so to speak, right? Right. right. Why are you still
3: mad? You guys haven't played in the league for years. And you're still mad at Ray Allen for what? And and they're acting like they left championships on the table. Like It's not (laughs) like they left four or five championships on the table. They were built for one or two. They got one. And Ray Allen, you know, like most NBA players, most people in life are looking out for their next venture. They're looking out for their future. And Miami had a brighter future than... Boston did, so let it go, bro. You got a ring out of it. You didn't have to get one of the ones that Bill Russell offered you. Just let bygones be bygones, man. You you did something great together as a group. Let it go. Move on. Ariba, dirtie. Hasta la bye-bye. Just stop, man. Let it go, bro.
1: <laughs> let go and let go. No, he was not. Dude, <laughs> he was not though. It. He was heated. He
3: was pissed off, bro.
1: He look, KG looked like that dude that went off on his boss and then realized I got to get a recommendation yeah. from my boss. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: That's what he looked like. Exactly. KG looked KG sodium levels were so
3: high I thought he was going to pass out. It he was it he was, I want to see what his bottom lip looked like because he was biting it so hard. I'm sure he was bleeding. He was mad. He was heated, bro. And I loved every minute of it because I hate the Celtics, so I don't really care. Like, good.
1: <laughs> and nobody cared about Paul Pierce once again. Yeah, man. That was even funnier because nobody cared.
3: That's nobody. nobody. It, it was like, oh, I forgot he was on that list. Like, I totally forgot he was on that list. It was cr- <laughs> like, I forgot. Like,
1: nobody cared. And, and the highlight was Michael Jordan actually embracing LeBron. Yeah. Like, that was one of the highlights. Of the night when you saw Michael Jordan and Bryce Lebron actually them two having the conversation, right? And then when Mike challenged Magic to one on one, everybody was and Magic kept laughing and Mike was like that that smirk went way quick. He was and said, "Oh no, you want to go one on one right now with me?" He was serious. Like Mike wasn't playing. Like Mike just came from NASCAR from Daytona Five Hundred. Flew to the all-star game in Cleveland by a private jet and made it just in time to get his just due in <laughs> in in Cleveland as Michael Jordan would do for the NBA 75 all-time team right and then went backstage and challenged Magic to 101 and had Gary Payton instigating in of the course, background. Of
3: course. That was classic. That, that, you know, Michael Jordan was acting like the last dance was still being like recorded or something. Like <laughs> he like has a vendetta against Magic. I think I think that goes back to the Olympic uh practices where Magic and him, you know, they had their own teams and it was a heated game. Like I know you've seen the footage. I don't think Jordan's over that. He doesn't forget things. He holds grudges worse than KG does.
1: Oh, absolutely, he does. But he that's what makes it great. It. And, that's what makes maybe, it great. And maybe, and maybe he is recording a post late. <laughs> the, 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 the the last dance. Maybe he's recording like part eleven of the last dance. Like who knows? Yeah, because
3: Magic Mike, was laughing, and, and Mike was dead ass serious about it.
1: <laughs> Mike had that laugh, and it was like, yeah, but you, but like for real, like you, you got your, you got your kicks. Like, yeah, you going, going <laughs> like right
3: take, keep the jackets but, on, like, throwing some sneakers and play some ball, like. <laughs>
1: Like Mike would have came. Mike would have played in that turtleneck. <laughs> that's how <I'm> See, <laughs> Mike would play in a turtleneck and some church shoes. It would be. Well, that's how he, serious it is.
3: He already has his uh, his Carolina shorts underneath his uh, his slacks, so he was ready to go anyway.
1: My man had the breakaway slacks. He ready. <laughs> like Mike. Mike had to. Mike was gonna put on them Jordan Elevens, and it was. Gonna, he was gonna get. He, was, he try to give Magic that work.
3: Oh, he would have, and he'll destroy Magic one on one. I hate to say that, and I love Magic, but.
1: I love magic too but no Mike Mike was not having it. The, the other thing I wasn't having is this whack ass dunk contest. Oh my god. And this is and this is the thing. I am trust me, I watched the highlights. I didn't even waste my time no, watching either. the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. I watched the highlights and you got these off brand dudes that we have never <laughs> heard of, backwood with backwood tactics. <laughs> I mean, wearing all these kind of sh- different colored shoes, like that's going to make a difference. And to the point where it was absolutely a waste of time. Like, even me watching the highlights, I want my money back. <laughs> and I didn't even pay. That's how bad the dunk contest was. I mean, when I'm watching the All-Star game and I'm seeing high flyers like John ja Morant and other guys like getting up and down the court and slamming the ball, the dunk, either, here's, here's, here's my message to Adam Silver in the NBA. Either get rid of the dunk contest as a whole because it's been crap the last three to four years Mm -hmm. or increase the value. Give people a million dollars after taxes Mm -hmm. to compete in the dunk contest and go out and campaign for guys like Spider Mitchell, John Morant, whether you got to get LaMelo Ball. I want to see Ant-Man in a dunk contest. I want to see Anthony Edwards in a dunk contest. I want to see... Devin Booker in a dunk contest. Yeah, give me something where it's actually flavorful and it's alive. Where I where I feel like you know what, this dunk contest can actually be something. Give a million dollars to the winner. Maybe give five hundred thousand to the runner up. Right, make it worth their while. Make it something where it's 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 memorable something we've, we we in, in years past when we we seen Kobe we've seen obviously the great Michael Jordan right. we've seen Vince Carter T-Mac mm-hmm. um even Dwight Howard and Nate Robinson when they went at it that was that was cool but the after that i mean well 2016 uh, Aaron, was good Aaron Gordon yeah, yeah Aaron, Aaron Gordon and, yeah.
3: but that was it that was the last time it was good you know it's it's ba- been crap ever since you know it's bad when the highlight of the dunk contest is what's his name changing from sneakers to Timbo, Timberlands and, and and trying to dunk in Timbos, man. Come on. That's terrible, bro. That's the worst. That's
1: viola- that's violation of the court. You know better, you don't wear no timberlands on no, no. on no basketball court. You, you know better than that. That's how acoustic. bad it's gotten. <laughs>
3: That's, get your triple gooseneck jacket and go play a rucker, you know, <laughs> Tim's. That was so terrible, man. That's the only thing I remember from it. It was so bad they had footage of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar walking out of the dunk contest, bro, putting on his jacket and leaving mid competition. That's how bad it
1: was. Also, also, you saw Shaq just in utter disgust <laughs> versus when he was actually hyped. Like they actually put side by side pictures. Yes, I actually, did. when he was hyped. <laughs> terrible that was terrible man coming up on the other (laughs) side of the break charles barkley is a savage i'll explain why and we'll get into the brian flores returning to the nfl is this temporary or permanent all that and more on the other side of the break you're checking out tma with nick hamilton here on sirius xm slam radio 145 stay tuned yo what's up This is Tua Tungo by Lua. Yo, Sway Calloway. This
3: is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the Playmaker. Everybody. What's up? This is Grock, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio, Radio. Serious XM. Yeah.
4: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze.
5: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145. Slam Radio.
0: Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
4: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm
2: constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall. It's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated, it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And, uh, and the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. So What are you telling? You're telling you them you know You that, know, that all they can do is learn.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality.
2: Slam Radio, what's up? From
1: Enrique Santos, 24 9, iHeart Latino. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on SiriusXM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you hit me up on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA. Now, before the break, we talked about Charles Barkley. We were talking about the All Star game, and of course, Charles Barkley. Is never without controversy or comments, as he always likes to, as he likes to deem it speaking truth to power. And one of the funniest moments is when it was him, Ernie Johnson, Shaq, and uh, my man Kenny Smith. And I think Charles Barkley had saw uh, Lakers GM Rob Polinka walking around. And Charles said, Oh, wow, we saw Rob Polinka. We have a Rob Polinka sighting. I didn't think he was going to ever come out. After them old geezers he put together, I didn't think he was ever going to show his face. And, it, <laughs> <wait>. and so <laughs> Shaq, of course, eggs Charles on and says, what do you mean, Charles? You know that team, if it was, if it was 2010, it would be an all-star team. But we're in 22-22. That's what, Sha- that's what Charles said instead of saying 2022. And it was hilarious. I mean, it was savage. 100 like he didn't he zero f's given for charles barkley speaking his mind about what he thought about rob Polinka putting that roster together known as the la lakers and i found that completely hilarious so props to charles barkley for that because that was a, a a moment of entertainment you could not buy that was comedy that could not be purchased you just had to be there in the moment and watch it if you watched it it was hilarious um But something that's not so hilarious is Brian Flores. Now, we all know Brian Flores has his current case against the NFL and specifically three teams uh, for racial discrimination, um, hiring practices, and so forth. And recently over the weekend, he accepted a position with the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, as a special advisor to the linebackers or something to that degree, Um, which to me, it was a head-scratcher. I'm not going to lie. I didn't expect that over the weekend. It was a head scratch. I was Jake and I were talking about that over the weekend and it was like, huh? Wait, we thought it was a hoax. Like, you know, the NFL memes or somebody acting like the fake Adam Schefter. So I had to go back and check it. And I looked at Ian Rappaport. I looked at Adam Schefter's actual page and I was like, okay, this is actually real. Like, this is something that and then I saw uh, the Four Letter Network report on it and I was like, okay, this is real. We are, and, and beforehand, I even talked with a, a good advisor of mine, a good you know colleague and friend of mine, and we were, we both had came to the same conclusion that look, we thought this guy was going to be cooked because once you sue the NFL, you're pretty much done. Like there's no position that's going to be available for you. So this was a this, this was a surprise, and I posted that on Twitter, and of course you had a couple people saying I'm just trying to stir stuff up, which. Is asinine to me because I don't disturb nothing I say what I say and I mean what I mean now I did not provide the proper context and I realized that after the fact so allow me to provide the proper context now on these here radio waves when Brian Flores is suing because he did not get a opportunity to become a head coach in this league he was wrongfully terminated by Stephen Ross in the Miami Dolphins, which we all can attest to. He also spoke about the lack of opportunities for black coordinators and coaches to get head coaching positions in the National Football League. Case in point, there are currently only two black coaches in the NFL in a league that is 70 plus percent black. Lovey Smith with the Houston Texans and currently Mike Tomlin with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we understand that there's also it's not just him in, in this lawsuit. There are several other coaches and coordinators, former and I think a few current that are involved in this lawsuit against the National Football League because of their lack of diversity, getting around the Rooney rule, which was instituted by the Rooney family who owns the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I understand that to me. This is just my opinion. This is my point of view. If you're suing. Because you did not get a head coaching position and I understand Brian Flores loves the game. He has every right to be a part of the game in any and every capacity. But if you're suing for a head coaching position, why would you take a sidestep and get a linebacker's position or positional coach opportunity for you? That was the head scratcher to me. And now all of a sudden Mike Tomlin wants to be the Harriet Tubman of football, something we have not seen in years. And I've often said, even on this show, and I've said it on other shows that I've been guest on, it's not just about getting the opportunity for Black coordinators, coaches, positional coaches to get these opportunities to be head coaches. But when they do become head coaches, it is your responsibility. It's not just a job, unlike your Caucasian counterparts. It is also a responsibility for you to open up the door for other Black and minority Coaches and coordinators to get opportunities in the National Football League in your staff, meaning if you're Mike Tomlin if you're lovey Smith. If you're Brian Flores who when he was you know getting the the, having a head coaching position. Open up the opportunities for others, whether it be an offensive coordinator defensive coordinator running backs coach linebackers coach special teams coordinator any of those positions you have an opportunity to put somebody in so they have an opportunity moving forward to possibly get a head coaching position. Also with the general managers, there are currently, I believe six black general managers in the national football league. What are you all doing to aid in this process of getting more black head coaches opportunities and minority coaches opportunities in the national football league. So the fingers just can't point at ownership. They just can't point at the current coaches, Or, you know, the the coaches who happen to be white that are currently in the league. We can't just look at them. You have to also look at those who get the opportunities who happen to be black to get these opportunities. And to me, I don't understand why he took this position. Now, maybe here's one theory I had. Maybe his case is not as strong as he thought it was, which is why he took the position. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm not saying it is. Cause I haven't thoroughly read through all the transcripts, but it just, it's just a head scratcher to me on why he would actually take this position. Now, again, I understand he loves the game, but if you're a man of principle and you're on, you're going after the head coaching position, why would you take that? Because that could open up doors later on down the line. We know how the NFL is as far as making sure they're trying to win cases here because they are in the fight. Could that be used against you down the road and jake and i were talking about this and i'll bring him back in as well um and mike tomlin which i think this is more a decision on the roonies and props to the roonies for actually being able to do this i don't give a lot of credit to mike tomlin because he's never done he hasn't really done this before so now all of a sudden now he wants to be the harriet tubman
3: of football (laughs) really yeah i i you know a lot of it just doesn't make sense and we, like you said earlier we we have discussed this. There's something not right about this whole thing and, and I've talked with some NFL former players and insiders about it and it, from what everyone's told me, it's smoke screen. It's smoking mirrors. He's probably getting a little something something to shut his mouth. I you know I'm yeah. saying that'm I'm, I'm, I'm putting that out on your show. this is Jake Warner. they rather Jake saying this not Nick Hamilton. But I'll I own it. Um, something's just not right about it. You, you can't just... It, 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 there's so many unanswered questions. Brian Flores was gung-ho. He was all on everyone's TV, on everyone's network, not just sports networks. Now, we're talking about all networks with this, this is wrong, this is this, this is that. I want a head coaching job. Then you settle for an assistant position? That's not even a coordinator position. And all of a sudden... We don't hear about the lawsuit anymore from him. What's really going on? What's well, I do really believe,
1: going on? I do believe the lawsuit is still pending. Uh, but it, it, but also too, let's not forget that as you mentioned, smokescreen. We all know he's not going to get a head coaching position. Not,
3: never again, no.
1: And this could be something that could be temporary, meaning they could do this for a year mm-hmm. and then say, "Okay, Brian Flores, thanks." Yep. And he's out. He's out the box. Mm-hmm. Right. That is something that is a very strong possibility. Um, I don't see him being a head coach in the International Football League, not because it's not qualified, oh, no. not because his lawsuit doesn't have merit, but it's because you're suing the Shield. Yep. And, and, and let's also look, keep it in perspective. If I work for Kroger Grocery Company mm-hmm. and I sue Kroger for whatever, wrong, uh, wrongful termination or injury on the job or what have you, I can't go back to Kroger and be like, "I want my job back." Yeah. After I'm in the process of my lawsuit, you're not going to get it back. That's not going to happen. No. And it's the, and it's the same effect with this. You can't expect this man to get a position or the head coaching position that he's suing for. Right. While he's suing the league that is employing him. Yeah, it's that, not. Gonna... And, and you're getting a check. Yes, you're getting a check from the Steelers. But also, it's the NFL that you're still working under. The Steelers are an entity that you're working for, but you're still working under the NFL. Right. This is why I scratched my head. It's not like he went to the NBA and said, OK, I'll become an assistant scout with the NBA, right? Or I'll go to, you know, University of Michigan or, or USC to become a, a scout, you know, for them. That I would have been like, okay, that makes sense. The man wants to stay in football, wants to keep his skills right, sharp. Right. I would have had any problem with that. If it was a D one school, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, I would have said Ohio State. I would have said anything. I'd have been like, okay, he's trying to keep his skills sharp. Right. 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 But the fact that the fact that he he went to the NFL yeah. raises all kind of red flags, bro.
3: Big time red flags. I I'm telling you, and you knew. I had a problem with this when we talked about it because I always want to know the other side of the story. Like you, he was so gung ho about it. When you take on the shield, you must really feel some kind of way. And because you wanted a head coaching position, that's why you started all this to begin with, just to settle for an assistant position. Something's not right. I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's the shield, but it's all kinds of funky to me. And I can't wait to hear the truth come out. Because something is not right with this. And I'm upset about it. I'm upset because I'm re- I'm ready to ride for Brian Flores. I'm ready to, you know what? I got your back, man. Uh, you, you are within your right to do this. I back you. And then you settle? Nah, bro. Something just doesn't sound right to me at all.
1: Well, the truth will come out. And I mean, it raises red flags. And from raising red flags and raising hands, uh, Jawan Howard the head coach <laughs> of the Michigan Wolverines uh, got into an altercation at near the end of the game now the Wolverines were being blown out by the Wisconsin Badgers like there's no there's no no doubt about that at the end as the the, the, the players go down the line they shake hands along with the coaches and coaching staffs and what have you Jawan Howard did not like the method that the Wisconsin head coach decided to take, which was a timeout, and let him know about it. And it, it ended in a black history slap with one of the assistant coaches. It was not a punch, as it was previously reported. So please stop mis, misguiding people with your false reports. It was not a punch, it was an open hand slap. Now, I'm not saying that it was right to do. But if you're going to report the facts, report the facts. And now people are calling for Jawan Howard's firing, which I think is utterly ridiculous, number one. Let's take a listen to the audio what Jawan Howard's position on this was, as well as the Wisconsin head coach's position about what he felt transpired in that exchange.
3: Well, basically, uh, you
1: know, I addressed with the, the head coach that uh, I will remember that <laughs> because of that timeout. And, uh, for someone to touch me. And I think that was um, very uncalled for them to touch me as we were verbalizing and communicating with one another. So um, that's what ended up happening. And that's what escalated it. Yeah, I guess if you could, I guess expand on that a
3: little more, what-, what No, I would not
1: expand on it. I'll just well, share with you the story.
3: What happened well as far as touching i mean obviously it's obvious touching with the handshake line there it must have been more than that oh I yeah it was say. more than that yeah yeah yeah
1: touching touching me unnecessary wasn't, wasn't cause for that when we were
6: talking and that, that at that point you know i thought that was you know time to protect myself even later after some of the players and was going down the line with everybody and they were all fine and he came up to me and pulled his max max down and said i'll remember that and he started pointing at me and tapped me in the chest and i said hold on let me explain to you why I took the timeout. Maybe he doesn't know the rule that you get the 10 seconds reset. I wasn't gonna put my players in that type of situation and have to break a press in four seconds come it's difficult off the bench. I wouldn't do that for a regular group. I can take a timeout. That's, um, it gives my players the best chance to have success. So that's where it started that he said, I'll remember that, I'll remember that. And I said, hey, let me tell you why I did what I did. And he didn't want any part of that kept moving on. So that's unfortunately, like I said, it's, it's it overshadowed momentarily. I'm not gonna let it overshadow it much longer than once I walk out of here, you know, we're in fact, as soon as those questions are done about that, um, our team played really well in the second half and we got a damn good team. Mm.
1: All right, so listen, it sounds like to me, the Wisconsin coach is trying to play the sympathy card. Well, I had no idea. I tried to explain it to him. I just really, no, 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 bro, come on. Something was said from a member of your coaching staff that set off Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard does not strike me as an individual that's just going to really reach out and touch someone for no reason. You had to say something, and as you heard, something was said to him uh, in, in addition to him because you touched that man first. Jawan Howard did not tell. if you look at the video, he stuck his finger at him. But he didn't touch him. The other coach touched him first, right? My whole thing is, should he be suspended? Yes. Jawan Howard should be suspended because it, it, it incited a brawl between his players and the Wisconsin, Bad, Wisconsin Badger players. And that's something you can't tolerate because he is a leader amongst young men. And he set the example. Now, standing up for yourself is one thing. Don't have any problem with jawan howard but you're going to learn today because jawan howard is not taking slick talk from anybody however you cannot put your hands on somebody and slap them like that regardless of what they say because the assistant coach for the wisconsin badgers did not reach out and try to punch or slap at him so that's why i felt like jawan howard lost his cool and this is with five games remaining I think Jawan Howard should be suspended for the remaining five games. Should he be fired? Hell no. I think it's absolutely ludicrous and ridiculous to to even insinuate he should be fired. Because I didn't hear some of you reporters, when Bobby Knight used to choke out his own players and throw chairs and act a damn fool, I didn't hear about Bobby Knight should be fired at that point. I didn't hear about any other coaches who committed violations being fired at that point but now all of a sudden you want to fire jawan howard no he shouldn't be fired that man now they're in the middle of the pack when it comes to the big the big 10 conference they're not in in the top 25 um so yeah that's an issue to be raised when it comes to on the court to fire jawan howard would be a symbol of weakness because you're going to fold to pressure if you're the chancellor if you're the president of university of michigan you're gonna to fold to pressure and that's absurd to me so if you're jawan howard and you're the university of michigan yes jawan howard does needs to needs to have an apology made have a press conference about it apologize to his players um and then suffer the consequences like i said five game suspension the rest of the season let him let him be suspended let him learn from this And it's a learning moment for everybody. First of all, watch your mouth when you talk to Jawan Howard. And two, Jawan Howard has to have better control of his emotions, especially in front of those young men, because they're they're, they're learning from his example. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get into the moments brunch, as well as, hey, discrimination continues to run rampant in our society against Black-owned media. Do we have a case or not? You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton on SiriusXM XM, Slam Radio 145. Keep it locked.
0: This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
4: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze.
5: Good Morning Amigo, weekdays 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Social
0: Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings See what you can do online at
2: socialsecurity.gov.
4: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
2: I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality.
1: Slam Radio, what's
6: up? From Enrique Santos, 1249, I
1: Heart Latino. Final segment of the show, TMA, with Nick Hamilton. Now, I am back in effect like I never left. And here's the thing I wanted to talk about. Um, we know that there's a lot going on in this world, and we fight on many different fronts for many different reasons. I personally being a black man in this country, um, have been a part of, unfortunately, an an inexperienced racism and inequality and lack of diversity and discrimination when it comes to black owned media outlets to which I own. I'm an owner. I know several other people that own black owned media outlets in some way, shape, or form of capacity, even other minority owned media outlets. Uh, and my brothers and sisters in the Latino community as well recently i and i give you a quick background i applied for the 53rd annual naacp image awards and i had applied for the 51st annual a couple years ago got denied said okay understood wrote a quick little article on it posted it up on the website at that time moved on to the 52nd annual which was virtual because unfortunately of COVID running rampant in our society did that did the reporting jumped on the zooms asked questions of various people great experience looked forward to the 53rd 53rd opened up said hey we're gonna have people out and about now may not have a significant audience but people will be out and about cool understood all of that when i applied and last week got the denial letter so of course i'm calling like hey wait a minute now i established a rapport with the pr company people that were working on the East coast and the West coast and got proof that, Hey, I was credential. Lady Colbert tells me, um, because of COVID protocols, uh, we're not going to have a lot of people. We're not able to, the carpet is full. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Now you just not giving me something last Thursday and you're telling me now the carpet is full and I can't cover any of the golf tournament, which is an outside event. And I can't get on a carpet, even though I am vaccinated and boosted and willing to wear a mask if necessary. And to stay so far away, <clears throat> excuse me, from the talent, <clears throat> excuse me, that that way nobody comes into close contact. And I apply for two credentials, even try to negotiate with the lady who, who was at the PR firm that is in charge of media to say, look, I'll digress. I'll get rid of the one person and I'll just have me with the camera still wouldn't budge. And she wants to blame it on COVID protocols, which is complete BS. Because in the state of California, the governor just rescinded some of the the mask mandates and the protocols, except for those who are in school, which will be reevaluated, to my understanding, on February 28th. So here's my problem with that. And several other people that uh, that are Black-owned media were also denied. So it wasn't just me. It was about four or five other people, including myself, That were denied. Now, you think that's a coincidence? No, you're using COVID protocols to discriminate against black owned media outlets. Now, I'm not here to say that COVID isn't real. COVID is very real. Unfortunately, we lost some people because of COVID. Some of us were affected directly because of COVID. You knew people that were affected because of COVID. So COVID is a very real thing. I'm not here to diminish that. What I'm simply saying is you cannot use COVID protocols or lack thereof. To discriminate and pick and choose who you want on carpets when we are when we are qualified and have earned the right to cover these events. We cannot grow as black owned media outlets and as black media. If we're not in the venues and in the arenas to be able to get the coverage that our audiences rely upon us on to be able to disseminate that information to them and many others that we're trying to attract to our various outlets and media companies. And that's the problem I have. So later on today, Tuesday, February 22nd at 1030 a.m. Pacific time, if you're in Southern California in the Los Angeles area, we are going up to make our voices heard at Sunshine Sachs, the PR firm that has been employed by the NAACP, who has discriminated against us and trying to use useless excuses on trying to keep us out of the loop. When it comes to covering these events, we're going to make our voices heard. You go to my Instagram at Nick Hamilton, LA, the address and the time is on my story. So make sure you check out my story at Nick Hamilton, LA, you go to at Media. It's also on that story as well. We will be out there. We will make our voices heard. We were trying to get down to the bottom of this. We will also be hitting up the NAACP because they're equally responsible for this and it's and then and don't get me wrong this is not the only pr company that's uh, that's been found guilty of these practices there are many other pr firms that have, that have been doing this for several years and like i said on my on, on my on my timeline maybe we got to start suing some of these pr companies for, for them to get the message that we're not to be played with and we are to be respected and taken seriously as other media outlets as well as other white owned media outlets, as well. Because we can't continue to stand for this. Because if we continue to stand for this, it's only going to get worse. And those of us that deserve, and have earned that right, will continue to be shut out. And how the hell can black media be shut out of the NAACP Image Award show? Correct me if I'm wrong, but NAACP stands for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Hmm. Let that sink in for a second. All right, y'all. Let's get into this morning brunch. I've worked up quite an appetite. I'm sure my man, Big Brother Jake, aka Jake Warner, has worked it up and is uh let's see what he got going on in the kitchen, man. What's up?
3: All right, let's get to it. All right. After an epic Super Bowl halftime show last week, the game, the game felt he was left out on purpose. Does he have a point or is he just off base? I think he does have a point. I think
1: there could be some, you know, that him and Jay-Z have had have not had the the the, the greatest relationship over the course of years. Um I, I would have loved to see Game in that. I think it would have been I think Game is 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 a big time star. People know the Game. Uh, obviously Dr. Dre bringing him in, obviously 50 Cent. Um you know, making them a part of G-Unit at one point in time before they split. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they've mended fences over the course of time. Um, It would have been great to see Game come out. I would have loved to see Mary J. Blige, Snoop, Game, Kendrick, and and Eminem and, and, you know, and those guys come out. Like, I would have loved to see that. That would have been the ultimate test. No disrespect to 50 Cent. I think 50 did good too. But I would love to see the game if I had a choice um, to perform in front of the hometown crowd. Um, So I think you may have a point. Um, but unfortunately, what's done is done, and there's nothing you can do about it at this point. But to raise the issue, I don't think he's wrong for raising the issue at all.
3: He's not. He, he you know, he's he's been very successful in his career. But I could think of other people I'd rather have out there before him, especially West Coast pioneers like Ice Cube. You know, Ice T. Even. I mean, that's my opinion. But yeah, I, I, you know, I, I get it. But Game usually does stuff like this when he has a project about to come out. So. It's that Kanye mentality, I guess. That's just me. Big Brother Jake saying that. All right, moving on to the next menu item. Uh, Chris Paul received the Kobe and Gigi Bryant WNBA uh, Advocacy Award on Sunday before the All-Star Game. Now, Paul has supported the WNBA by attending games, and he pushes for more support of the women's game as he continues to support youth girls' games uh, with his CP3 Basketball Academy. While honoring Paul... Is the WNBA overlooking their own CP3 known as Candace Parker and others who have been strong advocates for the game?
1: Well, first and foremost, congratulations to Chris Paul. Um, Well-deserved. Great to see Vanessa Bryant out there continue to keep Kobe's name and legacy, along with Gigi's name and legacy, Mm -hmm. alive. Um, Props to the NBA and the WNBA for allowing that to happen, especially on a big stage like the NBA all-star game and Chris Paul is definitely well deserving of it. I mean, not only has he done that for the girls game, he's been an advocate uh, for the girls game, but he's also been an advocate of HBCUs as well Right, uh, with him going back to attend some classes at HBCU, um, kind of just not only walking, the, you know, talking to talk, but walking the walk. Uh, but yeah, I think the WNBA has dropped the ball when it comes to Candace Parker, when it comes to uh, Diana Taurasi, when it comes to, other people, Lisa Leslie, mm-hmm. who have been also a great advocate for the women's game and continue to, to, to push that narrative forward. I think the WNBA needs to also highlight these young ladies more so than what they have been doing, uh, because I think they're equally as important because they actually play in the game itself. Um, Even Sue Bird, um, when you look at the overall totality of what these these ladies mean to the game and mean to the sport of basketball as a whole. Um, whether it be male or female, um, I think they need to highlight, um, what's the South Carolina coach, uh, Don Staley. Mm-hmm. I think she needs to be highlighted as well for all her contributions to the game, especially leading, uh, the USA women's national team to a gold medal, Um uh, flawlessly almost, I would say. Um, so I think she, I think the WNBA needs to highlight her as well on a big stage, uh, because these, these women are valuable. They're important. And they're needed to continue to grow the game of basketball and especially the WNBA.
3: Agreed. On all points there. On all points. And the last item on the menu, Uh, with Major League Baseball and the Players Association currently at odds regarding, regarding a new CBA, and reports that have stated that a federal mediator will get involved with negotiations. Oh, I know about mediators. <laughs> How confident <laughs> are you that the season will start on time, especially since spring training has now been postponed?
1: I'm not confident at all. I had a conversation with a friend and colleague of mine about this same issue. Mm-hmm. And I know I've seen reports that said they're going to hammer out and hash out, you know, every day between the MLBPA and MLB, and, and they're going to try to get this resolved. But listen the mlbpa did not agree to spring training being postponed right um so that's let's keep that in mind as well also too i don't believe we'll start on time i don't believe baseball will start on time Mm
3: -hmm.
1: do be i i mean i wouldn't be surprised if we have a hundred game season i would not be surprised plus the playoffs like i would not be surprised if the game didn't start until may because of these negotiations and Mind you, pitchers and catchers already should have reported mm-hmm. to spring training, and now that's not happening. So now that backs them up because now it throws them off because a lot of baseball players are on a routine, and it throws them off. So how good is the competition now going to be now that the routines have been thrown off? And I'm not saying these guys aren't going to work extremely hard because they do, but there's also a routine. There's also you know, a lot of guys, a lot of pl- baseball players, as we know, they, they follow a routine, they're superstitious, mm-hmm. they, they have to do things in a certain particular way. To get themselves ready and amped up for the season. Um, so how good is the competition going to be? Also, you got to be concerned about injuries because now the longer that, that this game does not happen, guys, how how are guys gonna stay in shape and stay competitive and not get these little nagging injuries that we see throughout the mid, you know, the course of the season right. early on? Right. Um, that's my concern. Um, I'm all for the players, but most importantly, I'm for the workers in these stadiums yes. that have to that rely upon revenue and that, that when, when fans come out to these ballparks, they rely on the revenue to be able to support their families. So I do hope sooner than later that these two entities get it together, figure out a method, get the CBA signed off and agreed upon. So therefore, everybody can return back to work, including the stadium workers and everybody that's associated with Major League Baseball in and these, and these teams. Um, that people, you know, we know people at Dodger Stadium directly yes. yep. that are, are going to be affected as well as Angel Stadium mm-hmm. um, in Anaheim, and I'm saying, and like I said, the rest of the stadiums across the league. Um, those are the people that that we really need to keep an eye out on and really hope that this thing gets resolved for their sakes, so they can continue to provide for their families and themselves.
3: Absolutely, that that's where uh, all that gets lost in this whole thing. You know, to me, it's just like it seems like baseball almost every other year is having that kind of problem, but you know, hopefully they get it done. I mean, why waste time just to, you know, fly in and do a 15 minute meeting and leave. It it makes no sense, but major league baseball, get it together. And that's, what's being served on a daily brunch, my man.
1: Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, Yeah. It's going to be interesting moving forward. I mean, Opening day may not be opening day as we know it. I mean, we'll see. We'll keep it locked right here and stay tuned, and we'll keep you guys posted on that. But um, listen, I don't know. Congratulations also to uh, Liz Cambage, who is going to officially sign with the LA Sparks. Uh, her press conference is going to be on Wednesday at 12 noon, right outside uh, crypto.com arena for me, known as Staples Center. And it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to play out. I know there's been a lot of people people that I've talked to that have, you know i covered the las vegas aces but there have been people that have covered uh the aces a lot longer than i have and they're like hey man what a relief that's been their u- ultimate you know remarks what a relief uh you know the aces uh, signed kalani brown who was the former sparks uh draftee um who they signed a few years back so kind of switching places there but it's going to be interesting i mean i don't I, one question i want to ask liz Cambage was basketball your main reason for signing with the sparks or is it the entertainment factor that you can gain by being in la uh, another part of that reason because i don't feel it was fully a basketball move i think it was mostly i think it was mostly uh entertainment move because we know she djs we know she's into the entertainment circle and I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I I think Liz Cambage is immensely talented, but she doesn't sh- always show it. And and I've seen her take plays off, or not or not hustle as hard as she should have hustled on certain plays. And I think that's a lot of concern for people when she's signing with the Sparks now, and Derek Fisher and Neka McGee and Shanae McGee and the rest of those ladies. Um, it'll be interesting. So I'll be out there. Make sure you check me out. But we got to go. So thank you so much for tuning in to this show. If you missed any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. I'd like to thank everybody at Slam Radio, everybody at SiriusXM, my producer extraordinaire, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, and everybody at Nightcast Media. Make sure you hit me up on Twitter at NickHamilton213 and on Instagram at NickHamiltonLA. Also, subscribe to YouTube at youtube.com slash TV. Until next week, y'all take care, stay sharp, I'm out.
0: The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.